turn your vibration off? Carl said he did last time and he didn't. I definitely chance. just didn't do it. Yet. He says he really did this time. Though, I so really did it this time, guys. Good job. Do you see? It's an auditor. It's an audio medium, though. So yeah. pointing at things is not a great. It's not gonna really help. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. No. We're on. Oh, no. Hey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And just got sniped. <laughs> welcome <laughs> on in. Oh, sit I down. Look at my phone. Hi. Uh, welcome to series, Test of Character, yeah. the podcast where we take. Pop culture characters and turn them into Dungeons and Dragons characters. Woo! This week we're doing Loki from Marvel. Um, you guys got anything to say? Anything exciting at the gate? Yes, I yeah. have something exciting to say at the gate. Okay. It's your birthday. Carl. Oh damn, that's Carl's right. Birthday. Happy birthday! I always he forget. turns sixty-eight today. I, I'll look good for sixty-eight. <laughs> Shit, I'll take that. <laughs> for real though, you're thirty-four, right? Yeah, yeah. Thirty-four. Yeah, I know. Oh, yes. the elder of our small group here. It's, it's yeah, rough, yeah, man. Because yeah. the next one, you're halfway like through the decade to yeah, forty, and you're actually and you're like, oh man, forty's closer than thirty. Yeah, when I yeah, was like, on day two. yeah, yeah. So not looking forward to that one. When I was like <laughs> ten years old, I thought forty was like old as shit. Yeah, but it, you know, I still feel young. Me too. I have a feeling we'll feel that way <laughs> right up until we die. <laughs> be like, oh, man, I'm really feeling like I keep going. <laughs> I really like to burn bright and short. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. Um. So anything else before we get into the news? Let's news. Oh, I'm in charge of the news. Yes, you are. Ready? News time. Tabletop RPG news. Now, Kyle, I believe you brought us the news today because I think you have Spelljammer when we don't. Yes, exactly. Because I am the curator of all things D&D for our group. (laughs) Um, I have purchased Spelljammer. It's huge news because Spelljammer came out this past week, uh, August 14th, I believe it was available. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really, really cool. It's a three-book set. Um, and I think we should actually, over the next couple of weeks, discuss different elements of it. Because we're a D&D podcast. It's okay. like a huge iteration. It's three books. To do it all in one day would be a disservice. So I kind of have a couple things we can talk about today. Uh, we'll go deeper into some stuff next week. And then the final week, we can talk about the things we didn't really get into. Okay. So, Sounds good. So what do we have today, little newscaster man? Let me tell you. So, first of all, I'm going to read something from the book straight out of it, because this is really just, like, how you understand the setting and what it is. Okay. And really what the setting is is an overlay to all other settings. So, think about it like any setting you could play in, like if you're thinking of a multiversal type thing. Sure. Any setting you can play in, in the D&D world, as they, as they have it. Uh, exists in like a wild space, which is what we would think of as real space. But then if you get to the edge of that, you go into the astral plane. And the astral plane is sort of the plane between planes. Okay, so let me read this. Okay. In wild space. (laughs) So this is in wild space. Isn't there a wild space in Star Wars 2 where people don't go? I'm almost positive I made a campaign. Probably a lot of different wild spaces. Yeah. (laughs) I can go inside. Probably a video game too, I think. (laughs) Yep. Uh, In wild space, the material plane and the astral plane overlap. If you're following along at home, the material plane is probably where you played all your D&D ever, for the most part. Um, Creatures and objects in wild space age normally and are effectively on both those planes at once. 
Okay, so you're on your wild space, you're on your a- sort of on an astral plane, sort of on a material plane, wild space plane. They all kind of overlap okay. in a certain space. Okay. If you were to leave your home world and continue outward until, outward until you neared the edge of the, your wild space system, you'd okay. begin to see a faint silvery haze. By traveling into this haze, you pass <laughs> from your wild space into the astral sea. More commonly, the colorful stuff is known as silvery void. Um, you can also call it the astral plane, whatever, right? And uh, that's the, why it's so colorful and yes. like, Guardians of the Galaxy style arty. You know? Yep. So the astral sea, like wild space, is a void. However, it's not an airless one. You can breathe here and you can exist normally and you can in- exist indefinitely. If you're in the wild space or in the astral plane, you don't age. It's like a human just. And you never need to eat food and you never need to drink. Yeah. Whoa. So, so time passes there? Doesn't that kind of nerf like any kind of like construct class, like a Warforge or something like that? So I think the idea is going to be, and we can talk about this more next week when we talk about kind of like the mechanics yeah, of going yeah. between place to place, but okay. I think the idea is going to be like, in the, astro- the astral plane is used for transit between other wild space planes, right? Oh. So, so it's almost and like, some things exist. like a hyperspace lane. Yeah, my how how I'm reading this is yeah the wild spaces are islands to take it back to like the quote unquote real world. Yeah, it's like the wild space is your solar system, and then once you leave your solar system, you enter the astral space, and it's kind of the space between. Star systems. Dark it's matter. not. It's so dark it's, matter. Star, star systems, in a way, like that's how it is. Yes, exactly. But it could even be you go into like one little silvery portal, and all that's in there is like a tiny little mini verse of just like one tiny little flat Earth island thing, and then you pop back out and you go to another mini verse that has entire solar systems or galaxies in it. So right? you're telling so me I could make a character that believes in the flat Earth, <laughs> and I'd be correct. Just, <laughs> the only thing I heard there was <laughs> flat Earth. Same. I like stop paying attention. <laughs> they actually mention flat, uh, flat material planes in in some of the stuff here. That's really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so you do. We your... don't subscribe to flat Earth theory. Eric does, but I think it's a globe. I'm a globe head, as they call it. So anyway, you can propel yourself through the astral sea with <laughs> the power of your mind it? alone. Uh, though many Sorry. astral voyagers wisely travel in well-armed ships, for this place is home to a host of fearsome creatures. Here travelers might find petrified hulks of dead gods, swirling pools of color that serve as portals to the other planes of existence, uh, etc. You can um, like travel by sea on terrestrial... Oh, sorry. Much in the same way that you would travel on sea. Uh, you can travel between in the astral plane uh, using something called a spell jamming helm. These helms, like not a helmet, but oh. like a helm of a ship, um, okay, are used to, to repel <laughs> and steer ships through the wild space in the astral sea. A spell jamming helm customarily takes the form of an ornate chair, um, and we can talk about that a Cabin little bit chair. later when we talk about um, some of the items and stuff we have been added. So today, I thought we'd just talk about the stuff that's been added okay. that you could reasonably, like, teleport, you know, use within any campaign. Uh. Sort of like the classes, the back, or sorry, the races, the backgrounds, some of the spells, and a couple of the items. Yep. Um, and then next week, we can uh, get deeper into the spell jammer crunchy stuff of it. So. I love crunchy. getting crunchy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, here we go. Sorry, that was my little intro. And now we can all discuss the rest of the stuff. So, so everyone's on the same page about what this is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it comes with two backgrounds in the new spell jammer. Um, the backgrounds are Astral Drifter, which is like pretty 
it's okay. You've made contact with a deity at some point, and that gives you like a little bit of information. There are other ones like that already. It's just specific to the um, to the setting. What I think is really cool because it's like a mechanical change. So it's like a Bender meets God in Futurama. <laughs> yes, like that exactly. Okay. It leaves a lasting impression. You get, some, you get some insight. You work with your DM to decide well, what that insight is. When I ever make Bender, Futurama characters, Astral Drifter, Astral Drifter, a deep cut, really. Um, okay, so really cool one is called Wild Spacer. Basically, this is somebody who's grown up kind of floating on the float. Think of like a, a belter. belter. In the yes. yeah. So what's cool about this one is that it comes with a detriment as well as a feature, like the the, uh, the background feature, is way stronger than a normal background Oh my god. Yes. Can they please do more of that? Because that's so, like, you have to have that it, Savage Worlds and it makes and it And it's not so really spelled better. out that way, but that is sort of like the mechanical implication of it. So, oh my god, I love you've it. had a harrowing encounter with one of Wild Space's many terrors, and then there's a whole, uh, a table where you kind of roll, or you and your DM can come up with, you know, what you encountered. Okay. And that leaves you with perhaps a physical alteration uh, or a nightmare Scar. or something. Something that's going to negatively affect or just like inform your character in a negative way, right? Do you actually take like chunks like negatives to charisma and stuff like that? Nothing like that, but that, oh, I mean, it's, it's purely could, RP. It could be applied by the yeah. DM, yeah, depending, yeah. you know. Yeah. What you get in exchange, the feature for this class, is you gain the tough feat. What? What? Okay, they, they need to hit your charisma. You should take a minus one in charisma tough for tough. Tough is one of the best feats in the really? game. Every character should have tough. Yeah, like, I always get tough what? on my character. Oh my yeah. god. That, that is, is actually Just to insane. say what the tough feat is for everybody, the tough feat means that for every level what? you have, you get an extra 2 HP automatically. So if you're a level 20 character, you would get extra 40 HP from having the tough feat. Don't you also get plus one con? So super strong. No, not with no, tough. No. That's a um, the other thing, so that's not all you get. You also are automatically um, attuned to being weightless, and you don't like or whatever are familiar with it. So you, your melee attacks don't have disadvantage in weightlessness. Wait, so, so that's something. That's so it's like water. water. It's like you're fighting in water every time you're weightless. That's a, yeah. That so, is way stronger than any background yeah. gets what? you. And the detriment is just like an RP thing that yeah. never could be enforced ever because the DM will forget <laughs> about it. Or it could be critical to the campaign in some informative way. But yeah. yeah, no, it's a very strong buff. Yeah. I'm only picking wild spacer, <laughs> yeah. even in campaigns where and we're not And think about space. it like this, too, because all... <laughs> Cheater! Think about it like this. All backgrounds are technically Classic customizable. You can take... Exploiting, Carl. What, what, Exploiting. What, what, what ability items do you have already on your character? Oh, you're not doing it today. No. <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> um, Sorry, all, go ahead. All um, backgrounds are customizable. So, meaning you can just take the feature from a background. Uh, so you can technically just take that feature and just get tough as um, a feat as part of your it's background. It's official rule book. I'm rules, only baby. a wild spacer. It is now rules, <laughs> I take it back. I hate it because you can do that. Oh my god. Yeah, you're right. We, if that's, if, that's if someone like took a flex that yeah. in my campaign, I would make the detriment have a... Disadvantage on all disadvantage, persuasion yeah. checks or something. No, not necessarily. Why would it have to be charisma? charisma yeah. yeah, not necessarily. Because you're like, I don't know, I said you had like a deformity of some kind or something like that. Well, or a, you have nightmares. Do you treat everyone with deformities worse, Carl? <laughs> Yeah. We'll insight into Carl. <laughs> oh my god! All right, so let, let's talk about let's talk about the races that they added. So they added. Uh, There's nothing to say. I, like I can't say anything. I, 
Yeah, that no. was a low blow. No. I know you the don't. The answer is no. <laughs> but, but you can come up with a detriment that doesn't have to do with charisma oh, stuff. Like okay. anything in D&D, nothing is overpowered because everything can be balanced by good DMing. Yeah, I understand. Yes. So, um, Astral Elf is what they added. Yep. Um, uh, one of the six that they added. The first thing they added is the Astral Elf. The Astral Elf, we don't need to get into too much, is basically just elf an elf in space. space. Yes, it has yeah. basically like Misty Step. It's called Starlight Step. Um, other step classes already kind of have yeah, that. Can it do something during its long rest meditation? You can do astral trance when you finish. Uh, you know, it's just like this. It's just a different name for the same trance. But I think but it can, you gain proficiency in one skill of your choice with one weapon or tool you choose. There it is. Selected from the player's handbook, you mystically acquire these proficiencies by drawing them from the shared elven memory. So, so spelljammer stuff is OP. Yeah. So every time you long rest, you can get proficiency in a skill. What? Oh, well, you every get time no, you, get it until you, you finish you your change next rest. It, so yeah. It's just like applicable. But to like for that day, you can just be like, "Oh, oh we have to be stealthy today." We're gonna stealth. be investigating something. Exactly. Investigating. All of the stuff in Spelljammer wow. yeah. so far that I've read is just like more specific. It's really mm. cool. So one of the things that I noted is that all of the descriptive text about all these races is really specific around the origins of the races and like why they have their abilities. Which is a little bit uncommon in D&D when they're generally more vague. Mm -hmm. So the next thing is an auto-gnome. These are... Oh, yeah. These are uh, basically mechanical gnomes who are built by rock gnomes who have then gone out on their own. Most of them are still control controlled by the rock gnome that created them, but some of them get away or their rock gnome dies. And they run off to Gnomergon to live a happy life. <laughs> so, um, for these guys who are construct, you're small. Several of these races can be small, which is cool. I kind of like it when there's more variability there. Mm -hmm. um, they have armored casing, which means their AC is 13 plus their dex modifier, so um, not wearing armor is uh, you know pretty ideal for these guys. Sure. Um, built for success, you add 1d4 to an attack roll ability check or saving throw you make, and you can do so after seeing the d20 roll, but before Ooh. the effects of the roll are resolved. So, like, really strong additive for those rolls that are close to something you might fail. And you can use this trait uh, proficiency bonus times. Another, So this is really cool in a flavor way. Mm -hmm. Healing Machine. If the Mending spell is cast on you, which is a cantrip, you can spend a hit die, roll it, and regain a number of hit points equal to that roll plus your constitution modifier. What? You, so can, just, you, can, just make a, you can make a Barbarian that can cast, like, Mending and just have, like, a 12 hit die. Yeah, so instead of getting their hit die back on a short or, rest or, or fighter, something, or they just, can make just get it back. Make That's sure so cool. someone in your party has now, Mending. One thing, does it you cost um, a hit die to do that? Yes, it does. That's the whole thing. Uh, okay. So you're sacrificing so getting it in a short sense. rest for, like, getting it immediately. But that's awesome. Yeah. It doesn't really change it, because you'd be using that during your short rest anyway. It just makes you it, it makes it makes in the moment better, way better. The heal. Yeah, really your short rest would be like, oh, yeah. yeah. So, in addition, um, constructs can't normally benefit from healing, but they can. This construct can benefit from cure wounds, healing word, mask your wounds, mask healing word, and spare the dying. Notable exceptions are something heal. like heal... The druid cantrip um, that I can't think of right now, the one that heals over time. Yeah, so they are nerfed a little bit in the ability to be healed by others or by healed by spells, but they get a little bit back with the mending thing. Now, okay, okay. now there is no mention of like revivify or anything. No, you're good on all that. It's okay. not technically healing, I don't think. Okay, cool. Because yeah. that would be a big. Uh, that would be a big. That'd be a big one. Oh, you're just dead. Bye. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's all I'm going to go over for those guys. All so right. pretty cool addition nice, now. Nice, nice, nice. Um, Everything is OP in Spelljammer is what I'm learning. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> GIF are the next one. They're the hippopotamus type looking guys. Oh, yeah, where they just like get sharpshooter feed pretty much for free. They have some cool stuff. Um, a couple of things. So they have this thing called Astral Spark because they were created by some god from the astral plane. Of course. Um, your psychic connection to the astral plane enables you to mystically access spark of divine power when you channel uh, through your weapons. You can hit a target with a simpler martial weapon. You can cause them to take extra force damage equal to your proficiency bonus, and you can use this a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus. That's so good. it's basically like a mini smite. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty good. Well, and can you put it on a range attacks? Uh, yes. Ooh. So Firearms Mastery is their next thing. So they're really good for firearms because you can add that Astral Spark thing. Yep. Um, basically, they are proficient in firearms automatically, and they ignore the loading property of any which is a pretty significant buff. You we literally need to take like Crossbow Master to get around that. Yeah, and attacking at long range with a firearm doesn't impose adva- disadvantage. So it's like you have... They're Sharpshooter. Yep, yeah. that's Sharpshooter. What? So yeah. they get Crossbow Master and Sharpshooter as just part of their race. Yeah. yeah. Not not quite all sharpshooter, they don't get the like extra damage for the minus you five. You are pretty much forced to going into range you if really you're need making it. that character. You really need I mean, Astral Spark's pretty good, and the Hippo build, the final thing is pretty good because it gives you advantage on strength-based ability checks and saving throws. So if you're a good strength-based character, like a paladin caster or something like that, um, you can be smiting, throwing on Astral Spark, being good at strength rolls, you know. There's some, there's some versatility, but yeah, you're probably going to build a firearm guy if you're yep. optimizing. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, Hidozi. Hidozi are basically flying little monkeys. Okay. They can be medium or small. They have, like, wings between, you know, like a flying squirrel. They have, like, wings between their arm or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they have dexterous feet, meaning they can pick stuff up with their feet. That's I basically that. it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can do that. Um, they can glide. Listen to this. It's cool. As long as you're not wearing heavy armor and capacitated. So these guys are going to be rogues. I need to see glasses. Eric pick something up with yeah. one foot. I need to see this. All right. Here, yeah. pick this up. Don't be bump this up. You don't bump the table. The microphone goes... Right. You're trying to pick a coaster up with your foot. Here this we go. Be very easy. It's very good to see you. You've seen it as fun. Oh, my God. He's a monkey. Really good. <laughs> I'm in Spelljammer, guys. <laughs> Now we have to see you open a door, because that's what they also can do with it. There's a door. Yeah. Probably do it. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> um, oh. So then, uh, glide. Um, if you're not incapacitated or wearing heavy armor, you can move up to five feet horizontally for every one foot you descend in the air at no movement cost. Oh, yeah. I was looking at some video of this guy. You can, like, just cruise yeah. through the sky. So you can do it. If you're especially, like, this would be a great, like, ranged rogue-type character, yeah. or ranger, because you can literally, like, fly up through one of the many spells or items you can get with that. Or get spider climb fly books. all around at no cost, and then go back up and be pelting people from range. Pretty cool. Spider yeah. climb exactly at an mm-hmm. earlier level. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have uh, Hidozi Resilience, which is just when you take damage, you can use your reaction to roll a d6, add your proficiency bonus to the number rolled, and reduce the damage you take by an amount total equal to the roll. Right? So, like... You just have Very damage good. mitigation that Is you can that use up to your proficiency bonus. I love proficiency that. bonus yeah. times, yeah. So they so great roads. Really you can get good. evasion. You can get all the cool yeah, stuff. That's with really roads, nice, and then actually. Glide around in the sky and take minimum. These races damage. and backgrounds are starting to feel like you shouldn't choose other things anymore. <laughs> 
These are just really cool, too. They're yeah, really they're good. fun. Exactly. Goliath it like, makes has, me want to play something cool. Goliath has that same racial. Yeah. Yeah, not with the other stuff in mind. Plasmoids are really cool. Plasmoids are basically ooze creatures. Ooze people. Uh, they have no typical shape. Mm-hmm. They breathe through their skin. They like literally quiet. are an ooze, but sometimes they can become a human form. And depending on what they're doing, they can do different things, which is pretty cool. So they can be medium or small. Um, they're amorphous. You can squeeze through spaces near is one inch wide, Whoa. provided you are wearing and carrying nothing, and you ha- and you have a uh, you also have advantage on ability checks to initiate or escape grapple. So in a dungeon crawl or something, mm-hmm. so cool. You're yeah, just slipping around between things. Powerful. Now you can't bring anything with you, but maybe like a caster that has that or something. Or really make a make a monk, or... and your armor comes from your just being alive. Yeah, so a bunch of cool stuff there. You can hold your breath for an hour. You have dark vision. You are resistant to being poisoned. And then the final thing is shape self. As an action, you can reshape your body to give yourself a head, one arm, or one or two arms, one or two legs, and make shifts, some hands and feet. Um, in this shape, you can wear clothing and armor for a humanoid of your size. As a bonus action, you can extrude a pseudopod that is up to six inches wide, ten feet long, or reabsorb it into your body. As part of this bonus action, you can use the pseudopod to manipulate an object, open and close a door, yada, yada, yada. Pseudopod. So you're just an ooze that can do some cool stuff. Gelatinous cube. Yeah, so they're pretty neat. Playable cube. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna, when we were making gore, I was gonna, if this had come out earlier, I was thinking of making a plasmoid and just making the necrosword instead of gore, but this came out, like, a week, cool. a week late, so I couldn't do that, unfortunately. Alright, so then lastly, of the re- of the classes, let me know how much left, so that'd be pretty much it, um, is the Thrykeen. They're uh, insectoid-type creatures that they're, have four arms. They're broken. They have two major arms, two meat, two, like, um, side arms. They have a chameleon Carapace, so also um, they have like a hard armor class, AC 13 plus your dex mod. These dudes got rugs written all over them, or like that kind of mod build. Yes, they do. Um, And you have advantage on stealth checks to hide because your uh, carapace. Uh, you know, blends in with the background. Chameleon. You have secondary arms that can wield a weapon that has a light property. Boom. So you can build that into like having multiple attacks with different wow. weapons. Yep. Um, and so you could hold a two-hander with your if you're hands. If you're a fighter and you have a big main weapon, you can do op- bonus attacks as a, like a short sword. What? Yeah. And they yes. communicate with telepathy. And and that's it. As a rogue, telepathy communication. Yeah. It's just all stupid and so yeah, strong. Yeah, that seems... All the races seem very good. It's so strong. Yeah. Yep. All right, is that, the, is that it for our races of Spelljammer today, Kyle? That's it, yes. We can get into the rest of the Spelljammer stuff next week. Next week, perfect. Yeah. The timing is great, because now we need to discuss... Loki. Loki, the god of mischief. That's the one. Discuss today's character. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, this is Eric's opportunity to secretly tell you my bonus points. Alright, there are four regular bonuses. They are, and you get plus one for each of these. If your character has expertise in deception, you get plus one. That's a pretty standard for Loki. He's the He's a trickster. He's the god of mischief. He deceives you. Um, if your character can shapeshift, specifically I said if you have any levels of druid, but I decided to make that if you can shapeshift in any way. Uh, the third 
is if you have the ability to speak or understand all languages, you get plus one for that. If you made Loki a woman, you get a plus one for that. And then my super secret one is special to me because I like weird unsolved mysteries or just anything uh, strange like this. I didn't know this, but in the Marvel comics, they have a story about Loki becoming D.B. Cooper, and that's sort of Marvel's answer to the D.B. Cooper mystery. So my super secret bonus worth plus two points is if you justify any of your choices by relating back to that specific Loki story. Alright, on to the character. Loki, he's the god of mischief, trickster god. Mm -hmm. Famous outside of Marvel as a Norwegian lore god. That's good, yeah. I love the idea of... I just like tricksters in general. He's kind of like the less-liked son of Odin Mm. and Adopted son. Adopted son. Yep. You know, because of that, he's he's got some animosity towards the people of Asgard. I'm ready. I'm ready. So let's let's do do it. it. Trivia to see who goes first. I'm going to use the stormtroopers over there as inspiration for Star Wars trivia. We have to wait till you're done with the question to answer. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. Deal. (laughs) (sighs) What color are the bad guys' lasers in Star Wars? Red. Red. That was Kyle. Yeah, but I knew it before I waited for you to finish. <laughs> That's what that was the whole thing. So did yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not the same, it's it's the same playing field. <laughs> um, okay. I don't know when to say it. <laughs> We've thrown him off his game. We've thrown him off his game. All right. Um, I'm going to go first. Good. That's what I wanted. Present your character build. Alright, and presentation time. Oh, I need my timer. Oh, God! That's what I was You kick emotion in towards me. Longer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we don't need to. We're good. And uh, go. Alright, so I built Loki. The stipulation given from me by Carl mm-hmm. was that I had to be at least five levels of rogue. Uh, incidentally, five levels of rogue is the most levels of any class that I have. So do the math on that, bad boy. That's three classes. Oh, more like five. What? So Why my would you Loki, do that? my what? Loki is a rogue five, bard three, paladin two, sorcerer four, warlock one. Why would I do that? What? Because Loki, <laughs> the whole thing about Loki is multiplicity. He can never quite figure out who he is. He's always changing his ability set, what he can do, what he's good at, where he fits in the cosmos. Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? You name it. So I wanted okay. the build of the character itself to reflect the multitudinous nature yeah, his, of uh, Love Loki. He didn't have any druids in there, right? No, no druid. Wow. Yeah. Lame. <laughs> That's Loki lame. Uh, yeah. No druid. Um, I am a changeling race. So the changeling ability lets him basically be whoever he wants all the time. Um, I actually have my picture as female Loki. 
um, I think, because, uh, of course, he's female at certain points in the lore. Sure. In fact, in Greek mythology, he even turns into a horse for a long time and goes and bangs other horses and makes horse babies. I mean, I mean Fenris is his child. So. Change their... Uh, Appearance to be whatever they want, basically. They can change into whoever, whenever, however. Um, I also have Alter Self as a spell later on down the line, but we can talk about that. Yep. Um, my abilities are uh, 10 Strength, 14 Dex, 16 Con, 10 Intelligence, 10 Wisdom, 20 Charisma. Mm-hmm. Really, the most important stat for him is Charisma, and I can get into that right now. So let me go through kind of why I chose so many classes. Mm-hmm. That's like really one of my most interesting things. Sure. Is because he is really good at doing everything. He's just like a jack-of-all-trades. He can slipperily fit himself into sort of any one role. Jack-of-all-trades. He literally has the ability jack-of-all-trades. Yeah, his, uh, <laughs> his traits are, like, insane. So with Rogue, he gets cunning action. Um, he's an assassinate rogue, so he can... Um, you know, sneak up behind people and full blast them on turn one with smites and with, um, like bardic psychic, um, abilities that he has. Yeah. Um, he is a psionic caster as far as the sorcerer goes. Um, he's got uncanny dodge from rogue. Um, so for bard, uh, the bard college, he obviously gets jack of all trades, which makes him minorly proficient in everything. Mm-hmm. He, oh, I get expertise both from bard and, uh, and from also rogue. from rogue. Yep. So he's like insanely proficient. Four expertises. Yep. Yep. Um, and then he also has a cool thing called Psychic Blades, where he can spend a Bardic Inspiration die to add 2d6 psychic damage to his attacks. So that, combined with Big Fat Smites, um, he can do lots and lots of damage in a surprise round, or really any round that he's attacking. Are, are your Smites from your Warlock? So I have two levels of Paladin. Oh, wow. Yep. Okay. Um, Words of Terror is the third level bard feature, which is really cool because it lets you speak to one character for one minute. Um, and if you speak to them for that minute, you can turn them against basically any other character. You can make them deeply fear them. Mm. And because Loki is such a mass manipulator, that fits in nice and perfectly. Yep. Paladin, obviously I get lay on hands, things like that. But the main thing I'm going for there is the smite. And then, you know, you get some spell slots. Sorcerer, really wanted, yeah, I could have gone more bard or just like more sorcerer, but I like having a little bit of kind of everything and a bunch of varying features. Mm-hmm. So he is an aberrant mind sorcerer, okay. which means he can cast a bunch of spells psionically. Arms of Hadar, Dissonant Whispers, Mind Sliver, Calm Emotions, Detect Thoughts, all things that you kind of see Loki doing all the time. Yeah, he's going to feel like a psychic. You know, that's like you, being great, Professor X. No, he literally has, if you go to his Marvel comic page, one of his main things that he casts psionic spells, I promise you. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I was, yeah. I was illusion. And... He has telepathic speech. Illusion and enchantment as well, okay. but also psionic stuff. Yeah. That's so strange. Psionic. I would have never Telepathic thought. Telepathic speech is one of the features you Telepathic know? speech. Does that mean you communicate can with other people? communicate with any any... They, anyone will understand you. Yes, exactly. Um, which is one of the Loki things, maybe a bonus point, because Loki can basically communicate with anyone at any time. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and my fighting style, because we're fighting Gore the God Butcher, mm. and Loki always comes prepared, is mm. blind fighting. Mm. Gives me blind sense in ten feet, even in magical darkness, I can see your ass if you're fighting me. Let's go, baby. <laughs> it's like he heard my Gore build. I did, and Loki... <laughs> One of Loki's main things is being tactically prepared. So he's tactically preparing himself for that fight, finds a way to give himself that feature. One other thing, um, basically the reason I took one level of Warlock is because you can get Hexblade's Curse, which also allows you to add more damage. So Smite, Psychic Blades, Hexblade's Curse, Sneak Attack, all that stuff adding together. And then also you get Hex Warrior, which allows um, you 
to add charisma as your uh, attack and damage stat for uh-huh. what you're attacking. Yeah. With. So he's like a super blaster, in addition to being insanely, insanely versatile. So I'll spend the second half of my time here talking about both his items and his level of versatility. Okay. So his items, he has two amazing daggers, which we see Loki fighting all the time with daggers, yep. they're, but they don't require attunement. Um, he's got uh, some really good uh, armor that doesn't disadvantage his uh, stealth, but is still good. Breastplate plus three. Um, and then his two coolest items are he has what would be in the Marvel uh, MCU, the Scepter, or as I'm flavoring it here, Staff of the Magi, because it has a ton of the same abilities that the Scepter is able to manipulate oh, and do. You gave him the Scepter with the Mind Stone in so it. So I gave him the Scepter of the Mind Stone as one of his weapons, in addition to do his two daggers, and he can be attuned to all this at the same time. Okay. And I also gave him the cubic gate, or as I like to call it, the tesseract. <laughs> and how do you activate the tesseract? Only if you have the scepter, as far as if you're one of the normal people like Loki. Uh-huh. Um, so he has both the tesseract, he has uh, the scepter. The scepter gives him a huge range of abilities in terms of spells and stuff that he can cast, um, as well as the cubic gate lets him literally travel basically like the tesseract. I don't need to get directly into it. Wow, your Loki has two infinity stones. Very, very <laughs> convenient. Sometimes he does. In the show or in the movies. Um, okay, and then let me tell you about all my skills. He doesn't have lower than a plus two in anything. He has over a plus five in over half of them. He has a plus fifteen in persuasion, a plus fifteen in deception, a plus ten in intimidation, performance, plus twelve in sleight of hand and dexterity. He is literally a master of everything and a double so master of all of the things that Loki does super well mm. like charisma based roles and um, sneaking around and stealthing around mm. so you have expertise in deception I have expertise in deception persuasion, sleight of hand and stealth all of this um, in addition to that um, I have 12 cantrips 19 first level spells ready at any, ready to cast at any time in addition to the ones I know from the ones that are just in my innate spell list but ready to cast at any time 12 cantrips 19 first or yeah 19 first level spells eight second level spells and a couple of third level spells and then I get a bunch of other level spells from the staff but I know that's kind of you know cheese mm-hmm. um, but he does get a bunch of spells so that's where I went with my Loki build. I wanted him to be insanely versatile. I think he would be destructive out of combat. Mm-hmm. He's a five-class, multi-class. Um, and, oh, he's also proficient in disguise kit, forgery kit, loot, poisoner's kit, thieves' tools. He speaks giant, celestial, common, thieves' can't. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, that's him. I mean, I could go into some of the spells, but you can just assume, basically, I have every single good cantrip. I have every single good first level spell that has anything you to do have, with illusion, uh, magic. Do you have even, major image? Uh, I don't have major well, image. Just I have checking, minor image. Just I have silent image. Yeah, I sure. Just checking about that major. <laughs> I have invisibility. Yeah, sure, I, know, I understand. Seems like a major so, oversight. Hey, <laughs> God, we're singing him over so here. Anyway, the point is that in combat, he has high AC, he's dexterous, he has what all is, What is the what AC? Is your AC yeah. uh, he has uh, 19 AC. No, 19. Plus, with shield um, and all the other cool things that he can add on. Mm-hmm. Um, let's so see. Your Am I missing damage? anything? Oh my god! But see, that's the thing. I haven't even gotten into all the cool things he adds on. He can just, he can just flavor to whatever scenario he's in. He has sorcery points. He has bardic inspiration. He has the ability to convert those things into different things. He has so much 
versatility, and that's what I was really going for with Loki. Not to mention that he can do massive damage in, like, uh, burst, and that he can do a wide range of spells. I mean, I think of Loki as somebody who gets in and gets out quick. Like, he's not there for the long fight like a four. And so that's what I gave him. He's got the cool out-of-combat things, World of Terror. He's amazing at all that kind of stuff. He's got Divine Sense. How would you break... Like, you can't even put all of the abilities that he has How would you break into the space bank? How would I break into the space bank? I was actually... insanely easy as Loki. He wouldn't... No one would even know he had been there. I was thinking for Loki, we could do how would you break out of Asgardian prison that you're put in by Odin and Thor? Go. How would I break out of Asgardian prison? Well, first of all, the first thing I would do is I would use my feature to talk to the guard nearest to me to um, have him be uh, incredibly f- uh, fearful of the warden and then convince him with dissenting whispers and things like that that the warden was trying to kill him. And unless he let me out, um, he was going to need my help. Very and I have insane role. levels of deception, plus literally abil- many what, what is the plus on your deception in this case? Uh, plus 15. That's pretty good, yeah. And then I can literally, <laughs> yeah. Then I can uh, go invisible, walk out from there. If I need to dispel magic to get through some things, if I need to tap an arcane lock, I can go get that. I can stop by the warden's office to grab my gear. And then once I get to the warden's office, all I need to do is kill him by sneaking up on him invisibly from behind, blasting him with a million damage, go into his little lockbox where my uh, tesseract and scepter are, touch those two things together, and teleport to wherever I want in the universe. Beautiful. I love it. Wonderful. That's good. Wonderful. That's, good stuff. that's one of about a hundred ways that Loki <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. Loki, though. That's kind of like... That's, that's what whole, I'm saying. Yeah. That's yeah. all shtick. Yeah. That's the whole point. Nice, nice. Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. So, my Loki time is up. Now, I was forced to go five points, uh, or five levels of Artificer yeah. by Kyle. And, you know, I said, think about Loki, and I was like, man, Loki's not an Artificer. He's, he's a rogue. He's a bard. What am I going to do? Thank God I have some deep Marvel knowledge here. Because for a run of As Guardians of the Galaxy, Kid Loki inhabits the Destroyer armor for the run. Meaning, I made an armorer. There he is. Come on over there. I made an armorer artificer. So I made the the Destroyer armor with Loki inside. Um, I went uh, five levels of Bard, ten levels of Artificer. Um, my stats are 11 strength, 10 dexterity, 16 con, 20 intelligence, 10 wisdom, 14 charisma. Um, and I just need to start reading some of the, um, just some of the stuff from the, uh, the artificer, the the armor one. So your, uh, metallurgical pursuits have led you to making armor a conduit for your magic. As an action, you can turn a suit of armor you are wearing into an arcane armor, provided you have smith's tools in hand. I'm wearing the dwarven armor. Which, if you look up the um, the destroyer armor, it was commissioned by Loki to the dwarves. So that's what I'm wearing: big old, nice, fat dwarven armor. Yeah. Um, then I also have my arcane infusions, which, when you get to a certain level of armor artificer, your infusions can go onto the same piece of armor. So four infusions on the same piece of armor right now, bumping my AC standard up to twenty-four. Woo! 24 AC all the time. And because of the race I chose, I'll get that real fast. Um, the race I chose was, it's the Deep Gnome, I think, um, is what it's called. Um, deep yeah. Rock Gnome. It's the Silver Gnome, the Deep Rock one. They're like the, the Gray Gnome. Oh gosh. 
Oh, if I can pull it up. It doesn't, for some reason, it doesn't say what my race is on here on the sheet when I go to race. Um, I think it's the Deep Gnome. I'm almost positive. Gotcha. Um, Deep Gnome. Yep, Deep Gnome, that's yeah. what it's called. Yep. Um, so, um, I also have this gist, gift of this... Um, you can cast Disguise Self, and at 5th level, um, you can cast Non-Detection once per long rest. So I can cast that automatically from my um, racial... One of my magic items that I can tune to four because I'm I'm an uh, artificer. One of them is the cloak of disguise self, so I can cast disguise self at will, always looking like someone different. And it's not changing cloak doesn't change; it's all illusion magic. Um, then I have the camouflage from the, my racial. Racial changes. Just I, 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 mostly it's illusion. Ninety-nine percent of the time it's illusion. Yeah. Um, then I have my camouflage for my racial, which allows me to get advantage on dex saves five times a long rest. And when you're in a suit of armor. Getting rid of that disadvantage on, on, on stealth checks? Huge. It's on stealth checks, not dex save. Stealth, uh, yeah. stealth checks. So there's that. I also get gnomish resistance, which is advantage on intelligence, wisdom, and charisma saving throws against spells. So all of that, 24 AC, advantage on almost all saving throws. I am a frontline monster as Loki. Um, tank is your general... Uh, tank, well, I also have spells and can do bard stuff. Don't get me wrong. Watch this. No, yeah, I'm just saying. That's your general Yes, idea. so, but my bard, and I went subclass bard into the blade, the um, College of Blade, yeah. which allows me to take two weapon fighting, so I can put my intelligence, and again, my intelligence goes into my attacking damage because I'm an artificer armor. So my big old armor, which just straight up punches people is how I attack people, does 1d8 damage each time. Oh, nice. Um, and it is a plus 10. 1d8 plus 5 on each attack, and I can attack one hand, second attack, because after you get a second attack, as you level up an armor artificer, and then my offhand attack as well, and since it's two-weapon fighting that I am proficient in because of the blades, boom, that's intelligence added to that as well for damage. So boom, 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 three attacks. Um, I also have, if I want to use my bonus action for something, I have these boots, one of my infusions into the armor boots, is I can teleport up to 15 feet as a bonus action to an unoccupied space. I'm flavoring it as kind of like he put an illusion here and turned invisible, and it's actually over there the whole time. So my teleport is just like, oh, that was the illusion. I'm here, which makes a lot of sense. I also have um, Bardic Inspiration that I can use twice, but I'd probably use it for other things. I'll tell you in a second. I have the Guardian Armor Defensive Field, which as a bonus action, you can grant yourself 10 temporary hit points. So just keep buffing myself any time I take damage and stuff like for that. For as many times as you want. No, I can do it up to my, I think it's proficiency. Yep, yep, yep. for long rest. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Um, I also have... Flash of Genius, which is coming from the, uh, I think it's from my race. When another creature you can see within 30 feet of you makes an ability check or saving throw, you can use your reaction to add five to the roll. So I'm in the front line, help me blow out Bardic Inspiration, I have that. I also have this cool thing that comes with the racial. It is the Bard, the Bard one. It's called, um, he has a bunch of different ones. Da, da, da. They are the flourishes, a blade flourish. I have defensive flourish, which is one I would use probably the most, is my favorite one. Um, defensive flourish is um, you can expend one use of your bardic inspiration. Um, so this is each time, any time you take an attack, you can use this. Your, feet, your movement increases by 10, so you're moving around a lot. And if you hit, you can use one of these things. The big one is um, defensive flourish. Spend one use of bardic inspiration and deal extra damage equal to the number you roll. And you also add the number to your AC until the start of your next turn. Ooh. So you are just un... You get up to 36 AC. I'm not the, that high of a bard. I'm only like a little 5 bard. Oh, so, so it's probably like, like only a D8 or something. Yeah, yeah but still, still, I can literally crest 30. AC. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and again, resistances on a lot. Um, 
uh, on a lot of the saving throws. I have Warcaster, so I can have resistance on um, all the spells to keep concentration, which is good, because as a melee man, I got some spells that you'll really like. One of the big ones here I have at the bottom is called uh, Haste, so I can haste myself. Um, and I'm good at those concentration checks. I can also cast Invisibility on myself, because Loki turns invisible. I can cast Fly on myself, because a suit of armor can definitely fly. Um, I can cast Lightning Bolt or Magic Missiles as my big boom boom. It's the Destroyer armor shooting its blasts. Um, Shatter, Thunder thunder Wave, all the good stuff. Um, I have for Loki, being a Loki man, I have Major Image. I have Hypnotic Pattern. I have... Um, Rope trick. I have mirror image. I have knock for breaking things open with magic. I have you know whole person enlarged, enlarged the armor just on myself, disguise self. Um, I also have one of my things and how I'm going to get out of myself. I'll do that real fast right here. It's really easy. You just cast fast friends on the guard. Yeah, you, I, have all this, but... I know, I know. But like when you were describing yours, I was like, He's, yeah. we're kind of going to do the same thing. Yeah, we I cast have all the spells. Friends. I cast yeah. fast friends and walk yeah. out with him because he says, "Hey, I love you." No, I mean, I'm I'm yeah, like half the spells you just said are three quarters. I. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And because I noticed that uh, you seemed a little excited by him being able to communicate with different languages, just a reminder, I have sending, and I looked it up, sending whatever message you send, they automatically understand. So if that was a thing, got it right there. Um, beyond that, um, there's not a lot of ton of things I have. My languages are uh, Dwarvish and Giant are the two I got, because Dwarvish, because I got my commissioned by the dwarves, and Giant, because Loki is half Giant, so yeah, literally a giant. of course he shouldn't have no Giant is one of his languages. Um, I my skills aren't great, but the two skills I'm really good at are deception and arcana. Arcana is a plus fifteen, deception is a plus twelve. And deception, you have expertise. Yep, those are my two expertises: is deception and arcana. I could have gone something else, but he's a magicy man. You know, he knows he knows his magical abilities. So you know, um, so that's uh, that's pretty much my character. My inventory is, as I said, I had the dwarven plate and the cloak of disguise. I had like a dagger, I gave him whatever. But for you, my inventory and my the things I have attuned ended up being my infusions, like my ring. My infusion ring. Um, I can recover one expended spell slot of third level or lower, costing action with the ring. Um, the helm allows me to do the um, I can never be surprised, and I have advantage on initiative rolls, which is really good for a tank and getting out there front early. Um, and the boots are the thing that allow me to teleport. Um, and so, what does Cloak of Disguise do again? Cloak of Disguise is. It's a very nice, extravagant lo- like co- cloak disguise that lets you disguise self at will. Yeah. At will forever, which is like, I felt like that was necessary. I'll take it a two minute slot for that thing any day, anytime. And I could have made like really cool items, but I was like, I'm just going to put my infusions in the two minute slots because kind of makes sense with the armor that he's built and the whole, the whole shtick that he's kind of going through. I don't know. I just loved it when uh, I loved going to like made an armor for myself, Kid Loki. Yeah, angle there. Um, I don't really have too much else. I think I cruise through a lot of my stuff. Um, neither of us said what our feats are, so we can both do that. Okay, my <laughs> my feet. I think I did say it. I, I had um, Warcaster. Oh, I didn't hear you say that. Sorry. Yeah, it's yes, yeah, so it's it's where I got my concentration check advantage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you got? Oh, I was gonna let you finish. Oh, you, I don't. Else. I don't have anything else. I'm right, yeah. Much, uh, so what's your what's your escaping from Asgardian prison? I want. I've sure, 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 sure. So the first thing is it'd be, I would be in there, it'd be easy, you get someone to come over. Oh, and here's something I forgot to tell you. I also have feign death, which, what is more Loki than feigning death? That's what I fun. do is I feign death in this thing, pretend like I'm dead, guard comes over, he gets close, right up with you, boom, cast fast friends, touch him right on him. He's your best friend. He's going to help you get out. You run into anyone else that is going to get in the way and like, doesn't believe. You, you, know, you don't have him cast fast friends on. Boom! Major image somewhere else. Distraction somewhere over there. And you keep going with your buddy. Boxy straight out the front door. 
Both of us could just be any guard, too. Yeah, we could also <laughs> yeah. Just, like, <laughs> yeah. be any guard. Any and guard be invisible. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yeah. There it is. There it is. Very nice. Well done. Well done, both of you. All right, sorry. My feat that I didn't say, so that's my bad. I apologize. Was um, yeah, I would have forgot too. That I got. I have actor. So when I'm impersonating anybody else, I have advantage on deception and performance checks. Yeah, which is he's doing all the fucking. Yeah. See, that's the thing is when I made Kid Loki. He's a little less like that, yeah, because he's in the big heavy tanky armor. Yeah. So he's like he's just the thinking man behind like the team that doesn't actually do any like face stuff anymore. Yeah, I also yeah tough uncanny dodge. All so I'm uh I have a good AC, not as good as yours, but no. I have much more health, and I um, I'm also just a slippery bitch. Yeah, I just picked this build because when my thought process was we're going to be going up against Gore and the boy YouTube built for was he's like a freaking just wizard. He's just a blast wizard. So I was like, you need a tank in that fight. So I was like, how am I going to make Loki tank? Here's how I do it. Makes sense. Makes sense. But I, I love to just like get around the dark vision. <laughs> such horse crap. He's known for his horse crap. God, yeah. I like it, but I hate it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Judgment. You're hot. Oh, I'm a hot. What's hot, baby? Not yet, not yet. What <laughs> hot baby's after? You're hot and you're armed. <laughs> All right, so we are now judging the characters, and I'm going to treat this like a court of law. I'm the judge. You will not speak when I'm speaking, or I'll hold you in contempt of court. But I will give you an opportunity. I'm just gonna to say that. Oh, oh, I don't care. I'm held in contempt. I don't care. I'm gonna say that sounds way less entertaining than if we're allowed I to mean, make jibs at you. Well, too bad. You can make your jibs in your allotted time to speak, Carl. Okay. Uh, respectfully, Judge, I think that's a great plan. Respectfully, I think of this as a shitty plan. <laughs> Well, this is my courtroom, isn't it? Yeah, I so you're shitty. You know that you know a couple episodes ago when you were like, let's judge who's the best judge. Um, Last mm. period. Uh, <laughs> combat effectiveness. <laughs> so I thought uh Kyle's Loki was uh he was much better at dealing damage, mm-hmm. dealing punishment, while Carl's was much better at being a tank, and they offset each other. So Hard I, to judge, yeah. I gave you both a seven. Okay. Carl, rebuttals? Oh, my. Um, rebuttals. Here's where you can jib me. Sorry. <laughs> I like my jib, I like my jibs and jabs coming off the cuff. You know, I'm not, I don't have a prepared oh, Carl's not ready for this. <laughs> he likes to be able to interject. We've learned this with trivia. Yeah. We're learning it with this. I love it. Yeah. Catching people off guard. No, um, for this, the only thing I'd have to say would be, like, the just... Massive amounts of AC, the advantage on all magic saving throws against the intelligence stats, the the constitution saving throws at advantage, just like adding more AC with my bardic stuff. Your defense is unparalleled. I'm just saying it's... Kyle, rebuttals. Really unparalleled. (laughs) Uh, Definitely not as defensively strong. I still have good defensive chops through being able to evade, having a large health pool, you know, variable stuff like that. I don't have a rebuttal to the score. I think the scores are both fair. Okay. Yeah, rebuttals convince me. Are we supposed to, like, try to convince you? (laughs) (laughs) This is so (laughs) stupid. I will will have a rebuttal on the next one. If I don't get a 10 on out-of-combat effect, 
uniqueness, I would riot. Because uh, I, mean, I don't get a 10 on uniqueness. Out of, out of combat effectiveness, uh, I thought that spell-wise, both of you had pretty similar out-of-combat spells. Yeah, you both sure. had different ways of deceiving people, changing your appearance to trick people, etc. I gave... Kyle a 9 and Carl an 8. The one thing that pushed him over was the amount of skills he had, expertise, stuff like that. Sure. Kyle, rebuttals. Do you think you deserve higher than a 9? If it maybe maybe I would deserve a ten and Carl deserve a nine. It's not that I think that the disparity is unfair. It's mm. just that I truly That's enough. as yeah. someone who's built so many <laughs> characters, I don't think you can build a better out of combat character, I'm telling you. Carl so rebuttals, do you think you should be equal to him? Major image. Major image. Major image. You ever okay. watched Loki finale? Major image. Wait, penultimate episode? Major image. Okay, I will address Major Image later. Also, uh, Fast Friends. You probably haven't read Fast Friends in a long time. Check out Fast Friends. Many of the things that you both could do. We both like the same yeah, Fast Friends. Yeah. Like every illusion in Shamus fell because I have so many bulk. Yeah, yeah except for Major yeah. Image. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's, <laughs> I'm. I'm more of a uh, width. I'm. I'm breadth in your depth. In terms of spell, like, focus and stuff. All right, so I'll change them to ten and a nine. That's still one point. No! Love it. Just happy I got the ten. Yeah, how did... did, Trueness to character. (laughs) I have a character for you. Hey! When the judge is speaking... I hate this judge. (laughs) Trueness to character. Uh, I thought that Carl's use of Kid Loki with the... We were doing trueness before uniqueness, just curious. Uh, yes. Okay. Is that... No, it's fine. It's well, fine. We've just done it the other way. I'm just curious. Well, you know, it is my core. Yeah, I was wondering if you misspoke <laughs> or if that was the way to go. Uh, trueness to character, I thought Carl's way of incorporating Kid Loki, having the, uh, we didn't go over it, but he insisted on telling me off mic, the Tesseract, or the... But- um, the, the background he chose was very reminiscent of the Nagfar Beacon. Nagfar Beacon. Nagfar Beacon, <laughs> which was a very cool tie-in. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a couple other things that made you very true to character. Uh, just all the descriptions of the armor is very much his situation yeah. with the destroyer armor. Yeah. And all, like, I was reading armor, armor artificer, just like, literally was like popping off the page and just yep. correct every time. Uh, and then Kyle, so I thought you were very true to character in that you, you, coming back to all your skill bonuses, that you were sort of a, uh, jack of all trades that you could do. Yes, I know you have the skill (laughs) jack of all trades as well. I'm using it in the The colloquial sense. That your character actually was. You weren't even a looking at me. You could just like feel my my face contort over here. Yeah. He had much more skill, many more skill bonuses than you. That made him a quote unquote jack of all trades. I completely agree. I'm skills the right sacrifice. Um, and I liked the fact that you. Uh, Similar to the Kid Loki, but not quite as in-depth, because you didn't go, you know, very distinct Loki. Mm-hmm. You just were a woman. Yeah, female Loki. But I liked that a lot. Uh, so I gave you guys... <laughs> Carl, I gave ten trueness to character. What? 
And Kyle, I gave an eight. Oh, baby. <laughs> the bonus points are going to come Rebuttals, Carl? Um, no, no rebuttal. Ted no rebuttal. <laughs> Kyle? I just, I mean, he's definitely true to an aspect of what Loki is. I think for Loki the mythological figure, Loki the Marvel MCU majority character, and his majority comic character, everyone thinks of a Loki akin to this. Um, and so I just, and I tried to make him as widely utilitarian as possible because I think that is the truest thing you can do to be true to his character. So, so what specific things did you choose? To all the classes, on? I would say. I have like classes. seven pages of features in addition to the skill. <laughs> like you keep saying skills. In addition to those, I have so many features like Lay on Hands, Bardic Inspiration, Song of Rest. Uh, that's just looking at the top. I could scroll down for 20 minutes. Like So, yes, you're so just repeating can, what I said. He can that be you, so have, you were a track of all trades with many different... Which things. is the Rebuttal truest. denied. All right. This judge is against <laughs> Us, Kyle. I don't know why he's so we need to support each other <laughs> against the judge. Yeah, I honestly, I support that. <laughs> I'm glad I changed your mind. Uniqueness. <laughs> um. <laughs> the power's gone to his head. <laughs> yeah, uniqueness. Uh, I thought it was very unique that you did five different classes, okay. Kyle. I've never seen someone do that many classes in one character. It's hard to make before. effective. And still, yeah, we you both felt only, like it was good. Yeah. Yeah. You can only really do that when you're this high level at level 15, but, you know, you yeah, had you that would be choice pretty bad and you for took it, levels. so I thought that was... Like 5 to 10, I bet you're not great, right? I mean, I think, yeah, who knows what a <laughs> yeah. younger version of this Loki would <laughs> what be. Order, right? yeah, like, what order, yeah, what order you take your levels. Yeah. It didn't really, I didn't really parse it that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then Carl, I thought yours was very unique because, uh, similar to True Mr. Character, you made a Loki that was not, uh, not the, the standard Loki not we the, think yeah, of. The, um, yeah, common denominator Loki. Yes. And I also think, you know, just Artificer, going 10 levels of Artificer in general is pretty unique. No one really does it. Uh, and so I gave both of you an eight for All right. uniqueness. Here it comes. Bonus. I'm up by one into the bonus <laughs> round. Before we a bonus round, can we have closing arguments? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Wait, we didn't even get our rebuttal on uniqueness. <laughs> oh, whatever. Oh, yeah. We both got an eight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can't fight each other. You're right. Yeah, yeah, we're against him. <laughs> against him. You're right. I forgot. Thank All you right, for yes. Closing arguments. Listen, Loki is nothing if not prepared. That is the whole thing about Loki, is that he's always he's always outmaneuvering, outthinking, and outdoing people before the battle even starts. And we know what battle comes next. It's the battle against Gore the God Butcher. Mm-hmm. So I think I should have gotten one higher point in either trueness to character in this timeline or in combat effectiveness because I'm prepared to fight Gore the God Butcher because I have blindsight plus 10 feet. Mm-hmm. Margin? Closing arguments, um, counselor. Pretty much the same thing, <laughs> except for that fight needs tank. I'm very happy you can see in the dark as Loki, but you're dead in a round or two because there's no tank in that fight. I prepared for that fight because I knew it needed a tank because you both built your Thors as squishy little wizards. You need a tank or you're dead. I like both of your uh, <laughs> closing <laughs> arguments. I'm pretty tanky. Very good closing I'm arguments. I'm pretty tanky over here. 150 <laughs> HP, he's got like 120. <laughs> 
I got lay on hands. <laughs> okay. So. I got that, a lot of temporary hit points. That's 5 times 10. That's 50 got, temp hit points. He's got a lot of temp. That ends the standard. <laughs> We're together. We're together. We're together. That Anders end, ends the standard score with Carl ahead by one. Ooh, bonus However, round. However. Oh, bonus round. We get into bonus. So. I have four bonuses that I'll read, and then I'll keep the final one secret. So, uh, if you have the ability to shapeshift, you had disguise self at will, you were a changeling. So I literally you, have an ability called shape changer. You both got plus one for that. Yeah, the Rachel does give me a disguise self as well, too. Yeah. That's cool. If you have the ability to speak or understand all languages. Mm. Now, both of yours were kind of a stretch on yeah. this. You had telepathic, you had sending. Yeah. I have comprehend languages, which gives me the ability to understand all of them. Well, if you send back, I can understand it, whatever it is. I'm just saying. <laughs> I can read yeah, a book yeah. without sending and understand it. Well, I'll just have someone read a book, and I'll send you know, back and forth. <laughs> I like that counterpoint, comprehend languages. Do you have that? No, I don't have comprehend languages. All right, so I'm going to give that one Fuck! to Kyle. Fuck! I know he's going to win now, because I know the other um, one. Um, if you... Expertise in deception would be a plus one. We both would have it. And then the last one that I'm going to say before I give you an opportunity for the final one is if you made Loki a woman, which Kyle did, which puts him at plus one there. No, just a kid. No. Way less unique. There's <laughs> a yeah. there's a very yeah, you got extra trueness for that. It came um, in. It came in. There is one last one. <laughs> That is kind of special to me because I like it a lot. And it was, if you can, if you, uh... What's the score at before this one? You're uh, tied. You're up, you're up by one, one, actually. Okay. And this one is super, uh, super deep cut, oh. so it's worth two points. Classic, classic, classic. <laughs> and We're back to where we started. It's, if you supported your character... If if one of the abilities or items you chose was supported by a reference to this thing in Loki lore, which none of you brought it up, if you supported it in relation to Loki being D.B. Cooper, which <laughs> was a thing that he did, yeah, which I have no idea. Cut. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, um, I don't have any D.B. Cooper no, references. Me neither. Um, yeah. so neither I would have a so I wear sunglasses, if that counts. <laughs> I don't, but I could. I could. I, I, I could. So that was the deep on. cut. Nobody got that. I have a suit of armor, which, which counts as a suit which D.B. Cooper wore. Kyle at plus one. Huzzah! So Kyle is the winner. Gore is going to make fuck you, too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. I, they're both really cool. I love what you did, Carl. I would have never in a million years been able to do what you did because it's obviously requires knowledge that I did not have. Yeah. Even reading his whole wiki, I didn't like, I missed him. Skip that part. I don't know. Yeah. 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 So Kyle won on being a woman. <laughs> yeah, being a kid was, is, you know, girl power. Is, lame bonus. That was literally what I have written down. Yeah, yeah I, I know it's two extra points. It's, 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 so specifically. it's cause you didn't read enough about Loki, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think Carl and I can both agree. You won on base points, I know, I know, I know. Kyle I know, won on uh, extra points. Which is so fair that he's gonna get to take his character off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't I don't get to take any of my characters on this one. 
Yeah, I have two. Yeah, I know. One of them's one so, of yours is playing one of mine. You know, I'm the biggest loser here. Carl. So you're Gore. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm Gore. I'm, gore. I'm, I'm the biggest gore. loser of the Thor universe. <laughs> so Eric is Eric's playing either my Loki or my Thor. Yeah. And next, um, when we do the battle session for this, uh-huh. um, it'll be my Loki and Thor versus Carl's <laughs> Gore. Let's go, bitch. Let's put that. Mu- put your money where you yeah, know we're about this to. This is actually quite good because <laughs> yeah. you really are shitting on the fact that Loki won't be able to survive. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward. Yeah, to you're that. just both so squishy. Is the problem I'm running into here? I just feel so squishy for both those characters. I know you're not. You have a little high C and a little high health. Yeah, I mean, like, he's got some illusion spell. He's got, you know, mirror squishy? image, stuff his like that. Thors? Both your Thors and his Loki's a little squishy. He's got mirror image. He's got advantage against spells. My got... Thor had a ton of HP and 20 AC. It looks like we don't respect tankiness <laughs> in this judgment party, I feel like. <laughs> your tankiness was... was Absurd. Uh, it was a hugely high level. Could have been 32 did, AC advantage he, in all saves. He did, except only when you use your bardic inspiration and you only have two uses. Of yeah, am I allowed to just get like a turns. like a headband of charisma? Yes, if you can justify it. I always justify it. See, I don't do that, so I, I could have 19 yeah, I charisma. I apply, uh, avoid applying the ones that are just like a stat base. Me too. Me too. Also, all of the ones that I did that applied stat bases were part things, of yeah. like the we're getting into the mind. Why is it that no matter what happens, Eric's always defending <laughs> Because you and, guys and, call bullshit on things that are not bullshit. Always in combat. I literally did the research to back that up. You were you were bashing me for spending three hours researching Thor. I, I was happy with that. Yeah. And that was literally so that, or Gore, I don't even remember, so wow. that I could justify Gore, yeah. different things, and now you're shooting on the justification. I'm what sorry. do you want me to do? I'm sorry, we something important I tuned out. It's pretty boring. I tuned out again as well. Yeah, mm. I know. In contempt of Thor. <laughs> In contempt of Thor. I already lost. We I both don't... get thrown out. We both I don't give a shit, I lost. I'm pissed on your so, court. So, <laughs> that was Thor. That was Thor. That was Loki, but close. What are that we doing? Oh. Thor. Oh, the Thor, Thor three in a row. The Thor universe. Yes. What are we doing then? All right. And since we're done with Thor now, our next three episodes with the release of the much-anticipated House of the Dragon. <laughs> okay, real quick side note. I saw something where they're like, there's like some talk of lore, and if the lore is true and they actually go through it with the show, it like... Invalidates the last two seasons or so. <laughs> Game yes, of Thrones. We're gonna find. And I read that and I was like, oh, I was like, oh my god, are they really gonna try to like lore and canon invalidate the last two seasons to drag everyone back? If so, bold, and I might be taking my, I <laughs> take the bait. So, a song of ice and fire is our next group. We're doing. We're doing Daenerys first, mm-hmm. then Arya, then the Mountain. Yes, and I will be judging Danny. And so, right now, we're gonna be doing level eight characters. Um, um, the stipulation for Kyle is going to be... The stipulation for Kyle is two levels of sorcerer, mm-hmm. as sorcerers often have draconic lineage, mm-hmm. House of Dragons. Totally makes sense. Uh, the stipulation for you, Eric, is going to be two levels of ranger, animal companion. Need I say more? Uh, yes. Animal companion. No, you don't. Neither of you do. Yep. Well done. Those are really on topic. Um, hit true to the character. Um, man, I'm excited. I'm excited for Game of Thrones because we would have never gotten back into this doing these characters ever. So, hey. My now we have to watch House of the Dragon, I too. know. We now have. I'm obligated. Now we I have. have. <laughs> you found a way. Just a little insider. We have played a 
mm. Westeros campaign before. So we've all made oh, and played long yeah. characters. So we have yeah. uh, experience yeah, we should be in making good. Game of Thrones characters. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm excited for that. All right, see you next week, guys. Love you, kids. See ya. Bye. Bye.